0: Sound volume flow Intelligence Product name product name product name on account
1: Hey Adam
2: Yes Who
1: the fuck is that?
2: Oh, who this guy Me? Maybe he can introduce himself. Hey, guys.
3: I'm John. <laughs> What's uh, up, John?
1: This is setting precedent that I like, where we don't actually have to do any introductions. <laughs> uh, oh, we yeah. have a guest today. His name is John.
2: Nice to see you, John.
3: Hey, thanks for inviting me, guys.
2: Absolutely. Um, I know that you're a expert on what we want to talk about today, which is 80s horror and things that scare us.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say big old dicks. <laughs> uh, well, uh, do they scare you? Sometimes. <laughs>
2: that falls in my line,
3: yeah. Yeah,
1: it really, really depends on where they're placed.
2: So our first five minutes will be on big dicks. Big big
1: dicks, it is.
3: <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I've used big dicks effectively before in <laughs> communication, so I think we're in the right.
1: right I of mean, line. I was gonna say something about Johnson's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, John is a hilarious person to be on a group chat with because if you uh, don't. Uh, respect the group chat, meaning like you just say a lot of bullshit or send incessant messages. You will be getting
3: dicks back. Well well, no, that <laughs> started with our friend Joe, because I had a really shitty phone, and I once told him that, "Hey man, picked up with dicks." <laughs> as I told him, I go, "Hey, man, I only get like when you send group chat, I can't respond because it's over ten people, so it just keeps blowing up my phone, and I can't use it." And he thought that was really funny. So he'd put me in every single group chat there was. Oh, man. And so then all I could do was just send dicks. And so I just started sending dicks and just blowing <laughs> up the chats. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't, I would probably inform that person that we're no longer friends. That's Joe, that though. Like, yeah, that's exactly like Joe. Guess what? I don't need this shit in my life at all. <laughs> and
2: he'd be like, cool, see you tomorrow, yeah, ex- man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that's breaking up with somebody that you work with that you're like, you were hanging out with off of work. And now you're like, Hmm, we're just going to make this a work relationship from uh, yeah. now on. Well, we no not... longer watch movies together.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I remember the the greatest response I ever had in there was, Hey, my mom's on this chat. And I was like, I hope she likes dicks. And I sent another one.
1: Well, <laughs> she liked at least one dick.
3: I always made sure like to find the grossest, like, with a little bit of drip of cum on it just so there's like no doubt in what it was
1: well who's doubting that's like the bomb on the neck thing where you're like okay i just believe you that you have a bomb collar on that guy i'm not going to check to see if it's a real bomb until way afterwards i see something that looks like a dick on a phone it's a dick oh my god i was just reminded of this one time (laughs) that This guy showed everyone at work his dick by accident, which is (laughs) like a real, and I know it was by accident, which is like the worst part, because it's hard to prove that you showed your dick to like seven people by accident.
2: Wait, so what was the accident? The
1: accident was he's an idiot. Okay. But basically he has <laughs> He like... was an accident
2: himself? <laughs> yes, he is.
1: So we call him E.T. i T. I'm not gonna use his real name, but he is much like an extraterrestrial. Okay. In the he doesn't know how to do a damn thing uh normally, but he's kind of an older guy on a pension that just like was working for us for fun, basically. But he had some form of surgery on his groin muscle. So there was a scar like under his ball line area. So the smart thing to do if you want to show that off is to wear shorts and pull your shorts up. But uh, what his but he went ass down. does is unbutton his <laughs> fucking whole shirt because he's also in his 60s. So he like untucks and unbuttons everything and like pulls his pants half down. And he's loud. So when he goes, hey, look at this, everyone in the kitchen turned around and just saw his incredibly tan dick. <laughs> and then my chef came in and was like, oh, how was everything? Did E.T. bother you? And I was like, no, we were just having to talk about his dick. And I got yelled at for talking about his dick after I was forced to see it at work. And I had to bring up the fact that if I had to see it, like everyone was going to know about it because no one paid me for that shit.
2: Man, I got a guy at work shows you his dick story.
1: <laughs> guy at work shows you his dick story.
2: It actually happened a couple times and this guy did end up getting fired because of it. Um Yeah,
1: that's what you're that's what's supposed to happen when yeah. you show your dick at work. What happened to our guy was I got called a freak for not shutting up about it instead of him getting talked to about having his dick out of work.
2: Dang. Yeah, so this guy, um this is when I was doing environmental work. So, a big part of our job was we would go around to this network of monitoring wells that we had created. We'd take a water sample, see if there's any product left in it, how much product. Did you um, do this with
1: horseshoe crabs somewhere?
2: <laughs> I never did with horseshoe crabs. Um, but so the product in this case was gasoline, right? Big gasoline spill getting into the groundwater. Um, so we would go and pump these wells. Well, this guy's little thing and he claimed it was an accident I don't believe it <laughs> but his little trick was he would start to pump the well right? because these are like 150 feet deep you have to pump it you can't just like stick a jar in it Yeah. Um, so you start pumping the water out but he would like turn it up way too high way too fast so it would just shoot water everywhere and he would get covered with that water and then he'd go oh man my clothes are all wet guess I gotta take them off that's
1: that's some of the weirdest shit I have ever fucking heard. I get covered in milk at work, and I literally just walk around covered it. Like, that's just the rest of the day. You are covered in milk. You don't get the fucking... I mean, I guess if I brought change of clothes to work, but you never see being covered in milk at the beginning of the day.
3: I'm trying to think if I've ever had anyone at work show their dick, and I'm sure it has happened because I've worked at a lot of different things. But, like, the first memory that came to mind was actually junior high. Because <laughs> because there's these two there's these two kids. Like so I went to junior high in Yuma, which is an interesting place to go because it's, you know, mostly bilingual. So yeah. like half the students I didn't speak Spanish, so half the students I didn't really talk to very much or know what anything about them Yeah. And so anyways, we go in the showers afterwards, you know, junior high is that time when you first start undressing in front of others and having <laughs> to take right, group yeah. showers and
1: No, it wasn't. No. Everybody in my PE class kept their boxers on. No. Like there was no nudity in middle school and then in high school there was like five kids who showered that were like the sports kids and everyone was like, you guys are fucking weird.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> our, our, our coach stood there and made us coach dunk. He's like, everyone in the shower. So there's this guy, Jesus. I don't remember as the other dude's name is a tall and a short guy. And our showers are just these long showers with no doors on them or anything. You know, just like kind of like stalls. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, We had them. Yeah, prison style yeah. kind of. And they turn them on. Yeah,
3: it had like a. It was like it wasn't like a shower head. It was just like a stream of water that hit you really hard, and you just kind of shuffle around. Anyways, while you're trying to like hold your balls and not be like <laughs> totally out in the open, and you're like all kind of look at each other jesus and his buddy would like line up at one end and go racing and slide on their stomachs completely butt naked oh. across the showers <laughs> oh. like like a sea world show and we all would just Hell stare man. at him they just laugh and do it i guess the coach didn't see a problem with that and so they would do it every single time so it was actually something to look forward to because you saw his dick so much you're just like oh that's jesus's dick Dude, like, yeah. but that's the
1: thing is like wouldn't you worry about your dick getting snagged on something yeah that's like, my first thought that must belly be- down. <laughs> look man i wasn't the slider i was <laughs> i was just watching it's scary I am terrified by that. I've gotten pretty lucky with, like, ball injuries. I think I the only know. bad ball injury I've had was I had a the old rubber band G.I. Joes. I had one in my pocket once. We both Our are- faces <laughs> 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 both are- yeah. go, <laughs> yeah. I I had one in my pocket, and I jumped out of a tree. And, like, I landed just fine, but it was perfect to, like, rip one of the legs of the G.I. Joe, like, open wide enough to where it just cupped a bunch of my fucking testicle like skin (laughs) and just so it was in my pocket pinching so I like tried to go down my pants because I didn't know it was something in my pocket and then I just like ripped it off Uh because it would. yeah that was probably the worst that there was some blood in there but it didn't like rip open
2: there was a kid at our elementary school who uh oh my god ripped off his ballsack when he went over the handlebars of his dirt bike
3: oh <laughs> so- yeah, i don't remember dude.
2: what they dude. reattached it oh, <laughs> he still
3: had his balls but he like straight oh, up ripped his balls dude ball sack do you call off. him Frankennut, dude <laughs> no no he never got a good nickname i don't think that. yeah
1: cuz i so i remember him being injured i didn't know what it was for yeah yeah <laughs> but cuz he was a sports kid so every time there was a sports kid yeah like i was just like that guy got hurt doing sports stuff.
2: Second fastest kid in school. Now he's yeah.
1: a tenor, <laughs> dude. That's weird that we still because wasn't the fastest kid in school. You see? absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, we remember our grade school hierarchy.
3: We we had a kid named who when we climb fences, you know, you climb those uh, chain link fences that have the hooks at the top. or the yeah, oh, that's how I he got caught it. his nut, and it ripped his sack open that's when he fell I on got the got ground. Eyebrow oh. piercing, and he never ran right again. Dude, He run the mile, and his left leg would always kind of swing around. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, but, we did uh, 5 minutes on Dicks and sacks Let's yeah, get to the uh to the, to the meat
3: and <laughs>
1: potatoes of this. No, I want to dangle
3: around the nuts a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: isn't there there's nothing like real nut-based in this movie that we all watched called Sweet Home. I don't even think it's something that I would assume there was nut-based like something should have bit the dad on the nuts.
2: Yeah, I mean there was a lot So, Sweet Home, we talked about it in the uh, movie video game podcast.
1: And for some reason, that's what resonated with us out of two episodes (laughs) where we just named IPs.
2: Yes, because, I mean, I think we're all big fans of 80s horror, but me especially, I love Japanese horror. I'm a fan
1: of monsters. I don't really like the horror aspect doesn't. You could literally just show me a film that was like the monster doing whatever natural non terror things that the monster does, and I would like it just as much,
2: yeah, but sweet home, I do agree with you I almost would expect there to be some kind of like uh testicle uh <laughs> i don't know tie-in testicle tie in well, like i thing? would
1: to, I mean, if you tie the testicles in, then yes, it is. <laughs>
2: because I mean, they had a baby in a pod buried Dude, in the that ground pod outside. Is
1: that pod is very Geiger-esque. So maybe we should take a second and explain the very basic premise of this, which I only know a little bit of because I watched the first five minutes of it on a janky website. <laughs> so I think what happened was this guy just decided he wanted to go look at a painting and yeah. film that.
2: Well, they wanted to. Uh, go into this famous painter who had disappeared they wanted to go into his old mansion because there were rumors that his last works were still there which the public hadn't seen yet
1: so like just what happened when he died like there's just no one was in charge of the estate of the famous painter
2: yeah that part was a little weird for me First off, it's like how did he die, right? And they never really got to that I think in the that's movie. He just be disappeared. Implied
1: that he got killed by.
2: Yeah, him. I agree with you on that. But then, yeah, like if he was so famous, why was it that no one really investigated his shit? I guess it could be that they also died due to the curse around the mansion. But I don't know. I would think it'd be like a bigger story, or some somebody would have been checking it out with like more resources. And, I mean, when they go in there, they went with a team of, what, five people? There's yeah, but like, their
1: team of five people was not uh, the best of people. That's what I'm saying. There's you would a think. prima donna <laughs> who I guess was an actress?
2: Yeah, she was. I think she was like a TV reporter. Mm-hmm. But why was she yeah.
1: restoring artwork? Because that's why I got confused, is because it looked like they had a show... Or like reality TV show where they restored artwork, which is something <laughs> way ahead of its time.
2: Yeah, it seemed like they had live feeds too, which I was like, They had what? cell phones
1: in it. <laughs> I mean, this is a fucking movie made in the seventies, and they're very obviously just tiny portable radios that they're carrying. What year was it made? Nineteen seventy nine? It felt uh, eighties. 80s.
3: 80s. I think well, eighty six. Yeah, Let's look it felt it. more eighties. Yeah. Because I felt like they were copying 70. a couple of other movies, like they were taking some ideas from other movies that I liked. Well, they definitely were. Like Evil Dead. I saw a lot of shots that reminded me of Evil Dead in it.
2: Uh, 89. Yeah, that makes more yeah, sense. 89. But
3: still way before Cell phones were Prominent. But maybe not in Japan. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. That's... They
1: were smaller than walkie-talkie sized.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were. But yeah, so they get to the place and they do immediately discover... Uh, I guess they were mostly murals.
1: Well they found the that part also confused me
2: because they're all
1: super surprised by it when they find the other murals, right but it's because they never show the basically five murals appear after they clean off one mural, and everybody comes out super shocked, and there's like this really disjarring like realization of what all of them are, and I think that's when one of the characters gets the curse, like I think that's what that scene's supposed to be.
2: Right, yeah, the reporter lady. But they never show the
1: rest of the walls beforehand to show that they were blank. Right. They only show that wall.
2: Well, I guess they were, I was confused about that part, actually, because I thought it was just that they were covered in dust.
1: No, they magically appeared. Right. I had to, like, rewind it and be like, why is everyone so freaked out by this? And it's because the rest of them in the rest of the room apparently weren't there before.
2: And I think that got triggered by that girl she starting finished. the projector.
1: Uh, well, that's happening simultaneously. It's not necessarily right. triggered. Because it also is like the end of her cleaning off the first painting. Yeah. Because that projector thing was... Uh, That kid is disgusting, by the way. <laughs> that, like, everything that that's kid like, does... That's like, let me try
2: on a weird ghost dude, clothes. Dude, <laughs> jumping on that
1: fucking bed. <laughs> yeah, for real.
2: Yeah, they should have just left her.
1: I mean, they should have. <laughs>
2: They went back for her way too many times.
1: I that's all that movie was. Yeah. Was then they had a clean out too.
3: There's that one scene that I really like there. I don't remember a lot of that movie. I just remember a couple of <laughs> scenes and I was completely sober watching it, but it was just yeah, yeah. so abstract. And also like because it was in Japanese, I couldn't just passively listen to it as we like. Right. So I'm talking, you I'm talking to you, I'm talking to other people in the room, and and then I'm like I come back, I'm like I don't know what's going on. And, but like that scene with that old man, uh, remember where he like disintegrates into a skeleton? Oh, and falls yeah, apart? That, was, that was one of the sickest scenes.
1: So you're talking about the guy that uh, squeezed the bottle of whiskey?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey squeezer. Uh-huh. Yeah. The whiskey
1: squeezer. He was drinking fucking early times.
3: Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Early times is some fucking, you could just go get a fucking circle K here. <laughs> like, I don't know what that was doing in a late 80s fucking Japanese movie. But that the song that he sings in that was just like... That they didn't I, subtitle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, like, two and a half minutes song, like, full fucking thing. They don't subtitle it. It's how he becomes clear of mind yes. and gets one power, which I think what happened was he meditated to the point to get to do, like, one thing. And he used it on squeezing the bottle. And then fucking, like, he used a spell <laughs> slot and fucking ran in.
3: It's like, dude, too early. You gotta wait. I also <laughs> like how they did the shadow effect. I remember that. That was that really was cool. That was
1: sick. I feel like, that, also, uh, I was confused but enjoyed the fact that the first shadow just disintegrated that guy and put a hole in the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah, that guy. So, the spirit of Mamiya is what it was. Mamiya was Ichiro, the painter's wife.
1: I'm glad that you memorized yeah, it. Yeah, how'd you do what, did you like, what?
3: well so I It's remember. like they wrote it down several times. <laughs> it's like you know. watched it more than <laughs> me
2: I remember Mamiya because it's a camera brand. Oh. And it looks like Mamaya. And Rachel has a Mamiya camera. And I just had to remember how to say that word because it doesn't make any sense to me. So when this lady was had that same name, I'm like, yeah, Mamiya.
1: I would have just gone with, it's almost like mom.
2: (laughs) But so, yeah, Mamiya, basically what happened is she went into the furnace with her kid. Oops, the kid went into a space, burned up, died. And then she's looking for other kids to play with her dead kid's soul. What
1: happened was she accidentally turned on the furnace and didn't realize her kid that just learned how to walk was in it. And she tried to get him and lost an eye to it. Yeah, which seems odd. Yeah, well, I mean, I can she didn't they should have mentioned that she also like lost an arm as well
3: or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when
1: it's just the one eye, that doesn't look like you tried to crawl in there. It Looks well, like you opened the door. It's <laughs> like
3: did you try and pull him out with your teeth? Like what well, do you mean you got your eye burned out? Uh, did
2: you turn off the fire? She yeah. just
3: looked through the people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh my god. Almost fucking blew off his eye once. That shit was insane. <laughs> uh that's what blast shields are for, and even little tiny ones. Anytime yeah. there's a blast shield, close it.
3: So now now you, you totally jogged my memory on the movie when you said that, because now I remember at the very end, they're like, she's trying to throw other kids into the furnace to help to be with her other child. I'm like, okay, now it's getting spooky because I could totally see that actually happening to Whoa. someone crazy.
1: Yeah. Her final form monster was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, as far as yeah. practical, like, so the effects in this movie are great. Yes. Like, the first yes. time they showed, like, bit... There's a dead, probably three-year-old practical effect dummy. Yeah. The first time it moves, I was like, oh, that's genuinely fucking scary. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be anywhere near this. But it's in a Geiger shell. like a, a ter- I don't know which direction you want to go on saying Geiger or Geiger, but I was raised by people who call quesadillas cheese crisps, so I say <laughs> Geiger. <laughs>
3: yeah i mean i think giger's i correct, think but I i'm pretty Geiger. sure
1: giger is correct because yeah. that's what i've been told by all the people who care
3: whatever it's called you're you're 100 accurate because i thought the same thing when i saw it i'm like wait is this an alien baby but yeah. really what it reminded me of was um um evil dead or, so the dead or just, dead alive is it dead alive which one's the one where it has the baby that like like is infected like dead, alive. dead alive thank you the, dead alive. Uh, the
1: one that's got like the or had the you know he, he puts his head for through like, a lady's face like yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got like the record for the most blood. yeah most blood uh-huh yep that's the baby yep. right. that's <laughs> what that
3: reminded me of instantly like the one with the yeah, you see so the one with the stripes right there the green yeah, one yeah. that's what the one it reminded me of
2: yeah it kind of has the same like one side of the face super messed up right the other one's like evil and crazy too but right a little more normal
1: well also this one's like super high production puppet that's meant to move Yeah, like the the weird creepy thing about the one in Sweet Home is that it's like pretty obviously not a puppet; it's just a mannequin. So when it moves, you're like, "Oh, that's not even part of it," (laughs) because it's just its head is animated, and the rest of it is a dummy. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Okay, cool, that was scary, and it's like less than a second long. Yeah, and then they don't do like anything else creepy for another like forty minutes.
2: Yeah, that. I, re- I remember the build-up to the reveal of the baby. I was like, oh, man, are they actually going to show this fucked-up dead baby? And I was like, oh, they did. And then it moved. And I was like, oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then it goes to being like just that chick obsessing. So another thing is, like, so does everybody who gets this curse dig up that baby?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I got all of that, too, because I think they do. I think if you're cursed, you start digging up the baby. But remember when the old man came? Yeah, and he's there, like, he oh, like, you moved the stack of rocks. That was what was yeah, protecting that all Yeah, the cameraman knocked
1: over. Yeah, the
3: unmarked, the unmarked stack of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The only thing I kept thinking about that cameraman the whole time was like, I want that outfit. Like, I would look fantastic with that. Yeah, funny, yeah, like, you red could shirt. definitely.
2: You would be playing the old man in that movie.
1: <laughs> I I know that I would, especially when he just walks up and grabs him and drags him to the spot, and he's just like, do you see this shit, you fucking idiots? Yeah. Um. No, but I, why did he, because he kicked over, the fucking cameraman kicked over the statue that was like the only thing that looked creepy around. Yeah. To find a rock.
2: Yeah, that's like within the first, 10-15 minutes of the movie there's too. rocks
1: all the way around it too like they, there is a picture of the rock pile that is the protecting thing it's next to a pile of rocks yeah that are all the same <laughs> size and it just like cuts to him kicking it in half and taking just one big rock out of it and i'm like yeah so you just want to be haunted that's you just walk around finding obvious things you're in japan like shouldn't this be a normal thing for you just not destroy like, <laughs> right. people's
2: shit? If it's stacked, man, just leave it stacked. We got too many demons in this
3: country. Well, I, I remember I kept thinking through the entire movie, wait, this is a video game? Like, how? No, I can yeah. see
1: exactly how they make this a video game. So how did
3: they make it? I've never seen the video game.
2: Yeah, it's a RPG. It's a top-down RPG. It's pretty cool. So Resident Evil was actually supposed to be Sweet Home. Oh. So Sweet Home was made for the NES. You know, Resident Evil came out in the PlayStation years for PlayStation. It was originally planned as just
3: straight up going to be Sweet Home. That, and that's then such a jump, though, it. in my mind. After seeing the movie, I'm like, how do you get Resident Evil from well, that? That's, you
1: got to reskin it and you pay somebody to rewrite.
3: Oh, okay. So this is the... St- oh, that's I like that cover. Yeah. Never made it to America.
2: Japan only. Surprising. Sweet game um Here it guys. actually several uh things that you regularly see in survival horror games now were invented by this so like item memory uh. right like if you pick up an item and let's say you drop it in the bedroom like it'll stay in the bedroom you have uh. to go back there to get it it also invented or it was one of the first games that like members of your party could die and that was permanent um but uh. as they died you could pick up the ability of that character so essentially you kind of still had them in your party enough to move on to the next area
3: well then I would actually say just because you have it playing in the background watching it and I'm like this may actually be the most accurate video game to a movie I've seen
2: yeah it's supposedly a really good game I do have a fan translation of it so you can play it in English I want to try it out everything I've seen it's a really good game that's kind of what sparked my interest in it
3: because the only other two good games from a movie I can think of are Top Gun and Jaws. And that's just because they're basically pretty straightforward. Top Gun, you're flying a plane. And Jaws, yeah. you just have a shark all the time. Which, Jaws is also very odd. Because you hit the shark with a boat to kill it. I'm like, that's Jaws 3, sir.
1: <laughs> is, is it actually all of the Jawses, and they don't tell you? And there's like a small section of it where you have to convince the mayor to close the beach that for be, a day. that well, be the best. Where it's just you trying to convince the mayor to close the beach. That's Dude, the whole game. like, hey, man, <laughs> just don't do that. Well, that's what I wanted, um street fighter the movie the game yeah that's what i wanted that to be a game about making street fighter the movie (laughs) It's just trying to keep van damme off coke (laughs) yeah exactly it's like you do some (laughs) casting calls (laughs) you fucking get like two guys to play like blanca at the same time but they both have massive drug problems and they won't (laughs) fucking show up on time why
2: do you think they call me blanca man (laughs) blanca blanca remember (laughs) the visual effects to go back to sweet home i love the baby I love the guy that started burning. So he's the first victim yeah, of Mamiya. Yeah, that's cool one, yeah. He basically internally combusts. Mm-hmm. Like he just starts etern- like internally heating. You you literally see him get sliced in half and it's like lava is almost coming out of him. He makes a huge hole in the floor.
1: Yeah, see and I didn't. That's why I like <laughs> cuz that was caused by a shadow. Like a shadow went across the middle of him and yeah. then Melted, like turned his b- body parts into acid. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We were like, "Is he acid or lava?" Yeah, and I think well, we decided on lava. <laughs>
1: well, because it, but it made his skin that. Like it made like right. the stuff that came from him that. Because the shadow didn't burn the hole anywhere else, so it wasn't the shadow. So that shadow just turns people into caustic chemicals of some kind.
2: Yeah, but, but you can turn back because remember the girl. When they see her in the room when she first gets possessed, her face starts cracking.
1: Well, that's... So she does a bunch of, like, flashes to having what ends up being the end monster's face. But she doesn't ever, like, fully transform. What I'm confused about is when she does turn to lava. Like, she gets the axe in her head, and then from that point on, she's just a chick in a chair that's made of lava.
2: Oh, right, the reporter chick, yeah. Yeah
1: that they that's just what fucking happens like that's just they never address that (laughs) that's just happening in that room the rest of that fucking movie
2: yeah that's true yeah it's just like she vaporized or something i don't know no
1: she just hangs out on because they like show it again they just never go back in that room like that's just the room with the chick with an axe in its head that's now made of (laughs) lava i
3: remember we cheered when she got the axe in her head i don't remember why yeah, that she was, was well, <laughs> yeah, That's what it was.
1: She <laughs> was a dumb bitch, and that was some weird Final Destination shit. Also, they don't explain why he brings that axe. He just is dragging an axe in one. They don't show him finding it. He just has an axe, and he's like, "I found it."
2: <laughs> That's funny. You're I like, didn't even think about that. Let's put
1: that axe on top. Like the exact opposite way to safely keep an axe. I don't know if you guys. It was also like a kind of a
2: weird axe. It was too. a cool
1: axe. Yeah, it was I weird, under... but I was like, where
3: would you find an axe like that? Well, he found it
1: in the shed, like he <laughs> well, said.
3: That's not a shed axe. I'm going to tell you right now. I have an axe in my <laughs> shed, and that's not the one. I'm sorry
1: to tell you this, but that is way a shed axe. <laughs> that is that is where you hide your shady ass fucking stone hinge axe. <laughs>
2: Seem more like a castle axe to me.
1: It, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> there's lots of sheds in castles. That's where that's you I feel like it's axe. a siege axe. It's a
3: siege axe of some sort. Yeah. Well, they're all siege axes if you put them in a
1: catapult. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, mine's a shed axe and a shed axe sh- only. Sh- I mean, it's a good sh- it's like the size of the generator. But yeah, and then he puts it up the wrong way and then it's just it's Chekhov's ass axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chekhov's ass. Chekhov's ass is just <laughs> over in the corner, and sure enough, the second the first person sits down in the room, it's in a wheelchair that magically makes them bump into it, and it just yeah. pivots into their head. But I, it does still doesn't explain why she turned to lava just sitting in the chair. Well, I think she did chair. get
2: touched by the shadow, yeah. right? I and think she got that.
1: completely consumed by the shadow, but the shadow doesn't necessarily that like her body doesn't disintegrate the floor or anything. It's just still sitting in the yeah. chair made of lava.
2: Yeah, the timing of it was weird too because it's like, well, you you were possessed and touched by the shadow way before that, but the axe I guess set it off where you turned into lava. Well, that's lava. where she
1: actually died because before she was possessed and then she died. Like, I think that was just that's when they had to clean break. If they hadn't gone back in, everything could have been done.
2: Very true. I do I love the end monster too where you finally get to see Mamiya.
1: Yeah, the baby mama with all the little babies.
2: Yeah, and she's just like gross, super huge. And I thought it was practical effects. It
1: It was. was. It was practical effects, and the like special effects that they used were just layered over.
3: What they did was smart was that they kept the entire scene very dark. So they could hide parts of things, and then they only lit what they wanted you to see, which made a really practical effect, like made a really cheap practical effect look really good. Yeah. And, like, the shadow, that's why I loved it so much, because it was such a simple idea. And, like, you know that they just had a shadow and they just cast it on the wall, but it was so effective the way they shot it. Do you have trouble sleeping?
1: Are nightmares keeping you awake? Upgrade your sleeping subscription with Unicorp's Nightmare Reduction Kit. 10% less nightmares nightly, only from Unicorp.
2: The only choice
3: for your future.
1: So if you remember me talking about the Quaker Oats monster that kept me out of the... Quaker Oats monster? Yeah. At the pantry? Yeah, it kept me out of the pantry when I was a little kid.
3: Okay. His
2: parents told him there was a monster in the pantry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is that why you don't eat very much? (laughs) No, that would be uh, alcoholism. Oh. (laughs) My parents just told me that there was a monster in the fucking pantry, and there was a little hole I could see through, and the only thing I could see through that hole was a Quaker Oats guy's face. (laughs) But, like, everything else was dark. It is scary, honestly. And just, well, just in my head, I filled the rest of it in with, like, a Cthulhu-esque monster. Mm. And it was a lot like how that mama monster was shot at the end, where it's, like, just the face and everything else is kind of, like... uh kind of made out shadow like that's if you just made her face quaker oats like in that terrifying (laughs) that's that's what i was facing when i decided to break in the shed or in the pantry i just think
3: like you being around amish you'll just start running like oh my god Uh, i
1: want to hang out with some amish people
3: going on rumspringer
2: no
1: that's the opposite (laughs) i guess not he's not a teenager that would be fucking hilarious to have a resort for rumspringer only like that's what you do as a business. You're like, yeah, you can experience life or whatever, but we'll make sure that no like meth addicts are hanging
3: out. What do you mean an Amish haunted house, or is just technology that scare you? Like, <laughs> like, like you're probably like, this is the technology of the English, and you're like, well, oh, it's scary. <laughs> Electric kettle. <laughs> <laughs> just an Amish haunted house. That, I'm, I'm really interested in what that would look like.
1: Well, I'm kind of wondering if it goes the opposite direction, where like Amish kids, because they know everything outside is technology just don't believe any ghosts or omens or anything because they're like mm, this is just some of that normal gentile bullshit going on out there
2: <laughs> yeah. that's a good point they're just so like amazed and maybe don't have all the background knowledge they're like well i don't know it's yeah, wifi like, or something i feel <laughs> like you could tr- i feel
3: like you could trick them even better because they don't know yeah like you get a projector and you're like Ooh. <laughs> well that's why you got to go
1: with the mennonites man Mennonites all have a fucking technology room. I guess Amish people do now too, but...
2: Yeah, they seem to be pretty... Well, you have to be. Yeah. You
1: like legitimately... You in the world. You, you, you can't like pay taxes without the internet very much yeah. like, anymore. Well,
3: it's really interesting because I watched a whole um, series. This guy, Pierre Santanello, has a YouTube channel and he hung, hangs out with the Amish. And there's five or six in the series. And so I found it highly interesting because I didn't know anything about the Amish. And actually, what it turns out is there's there's like a whole different sect of of them, and and it really comes down to their personal church, like whatever church they go to, the bishop at that church or pastor, whoever he is, he decides what the rest of the members have. So he sat down at the table of a family, but they all live in different areas, and each one of them had a different level of technology that they were allowed to use in their family. <laughs> and like what was really interesting, I kind of found it like kind of cool was that. Like one of them was like, he's like, Well, how do you stay from going to the technology stuff? And he goes, Well, my wife has my password and I have her password. So if we want to do something, we have to talk to each other about what we want to do. Huh. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of an interesting idea. I've thought about yeah. renting
1: that out as like a service. <laughs>
3: Where like I'm just <laughs> ask Keelan if you could use your phone. <laughs> well, well, what yeah, are you gonna use it for?
1: <laughs> exactly. Like it's just like just rent out some of my fucking time to be like, hey man, if you wanna like make sure you're not jerking off to weird shit fucking give me your fucking passwords you're no longer allowed to look at like pregnant ducks when you jerk (laughs) off anytime you go on there the quackening
3: dude i love the quackening
1: now that it's been said the second this is on the internet there's going to be a website called the quackening it's
3: just (laughs) ducks fucking
1: (laughs) oh gross ducks are vicious man
3: I want to get back to the Quaker Oats thing real quick oh. because, yeah, because, say. because 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 <laughs> because I think it's really interesting because it sounds like you had a really active imagination as a kid, which I think I also had.
1: Yeah, I was also, uh, but what's the term? Gaslit into thinking monsters were real. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little
3: fucked. But but I, I I also understand your parents a little bit because I know you, and I'm like, yeah, that would work. That'd be effective. It wasn't. <laughs> it, I went in there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but now you have this like stigma that sticks with you, which is even more fun. What's interesting is that like that's why I watch scary movies today is because when I was a kid, I couldn't watch them because like even Ghostbusters, as soon as that music came on, dude, I was out of the room. I had the, <laughs> I had
1: the exact opposite, which is why I had lots of fears as a child was my mom was like, hey, you're seven. You ever heard of it? oh Oh. no man and she's like cool why don't you get some popcorn because my mom was a very large popcorn person um and uh us scare the fuck out of you until you're no longer scared of nightmares and you just think of them as weird sitcoms that you get skinned alive in. So what's <laughs> what's the
3: one thing that scared you the most as a kid? Like, what show Honestly, scared you the most? Honestly,
1: the thing that scared me the most I watched as an adult and found out was a comedy. So... But <laughs> well, I still don't remember it what it's... Cheers. It cheers. <laughs> They're stuck in this bar for their, their well, entire I still lives. don't remember what it's called, but it's like they find some form of old thing and just... Digging in a wall next to kind of a creepy house, and like the house had somebody fucking die in it that was looking out through a window, and their face got stuck in the window because of old face stuck in window shit. I don't know if any of you guys know (laughs) about that. That's a thing where people used to think that if you like had an image through a window long enough, it would burn into the
3: window. Was that like when they thought if you took a picture you'd take their soul? No, this is before there was pictures. Oh, okay. Um,
2: it, they're still on glass magic at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't
1: any other soul magic. But, uh, so the thing that they find just makes like some nude chick because I remember the nude chick a lot because it's one of the first like full naked like scenes I saw in a movie. But, like, the monster that's in it is just that chick turned into, like, a Hagrid monster, but it had, like, really good practical effects, and you only ever saw it during jump scares, so it went from being a really hot chick to being a terrifying monster, and for some reason, that scared the shit out of me, but when I watched it as an adult, because I finally saw it on TV just playing randomly, it was, like, full of one-liners, and mm-hmm. guys just being like, "Oh, that was a close one, and I was like, this is in no way scary, there is not a scary thing about it at all, <laughs> but... For some reason, that chick just scared me a lot. There's that, and then Pumpkinhead, the monster, gave me nightmares, but it didn't scare me.
2: What is... I've seen Pumpkinhead, oh. but what's that from? It's from it's Pumpkinhead. So mo- it's all so
1: movie, it's Pumpkinhead. So, yeah. okay. And I guess Pumpkinhead did the same thing that Hellraiser did. Where, that, like, that, Pumpkinhead 1 and 2... Have like a point, and then after that, they just like give them to film students.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So I think you just made me realize that like a lot of my fears were not from actually watching the movie, but going to Blockbuster and seeing the covers and just fantasizing about what that movie was about. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you seen
1: Gothic? It's the one that had the cover of the little pan monster.
3: I don't remember Gothic very well. He's it's get yeah, you would if you show me the cover. Like, yeah, yeah I'd be able the cover. It. Let me see if I remember. It's it.
1: for sure one of them that would have been like.
3: Do you remember that though, going through like blockbuster and like looking at the covers, and be like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Just look at that cover. So
1: this is the way my mom's house was with books.
3: Mm. Oh, is this it? No, oh. no, it's
1: one with a
3: little uh, pan-looking monster. But I remember Pumpkinhead. They had this huge promotional thing where it was like yeah. actually the monster standing up. Yeah, dude, I wish I could have that. That's so awesome, and I'd I'd give it to you. That's <laughs> that one.
2: Oh yeah, uh, What's I don't that remember that one. his name, I forget his name. Uh, like the famous painting with the where he's like eating the guy. Kinda yeah.
3: Looks yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, Dante's Inferno or whatever. Yeah,
2: I think so. His son,
1: isn't he eating his son?
2: I think that is. Yeah, his son. Um, We're what? such
1: worldly people. We all know one quarter of a fact about painting.
2: <laughs> Our powers combined gets us to fifty percent of a correct answer.
3: <laughs> what about you? What scared you?
2: So. I'm going to split my answer up a little bit because there's psychological shit, okay. imaginary shit sure. that scared me. As far as the first thing I can remember, it was the movie E.T. Really?
1: Yeah. That's, I've actually heard that from a couple of people now. Yeah, I think it's because... he's E.T.'s a weird
3: earthworm monster. Yeah, he's terrified. He does look like a flaccid penis, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he
2: makes weird fucking noises. There's like the whole extraterrestrial aspect. You know, you get you see the spaceship and everything, which freaked me out. Um And
3: his walk is kind of odd. Like when he waddles, you're like, don't waddle that way, all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think it was like realistic enough. And probably because it was a kid too, right? He right. was just interacting with kids. I was like, wow, oh, this is some shit that might happen to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's freaking me true, out. True. See,
1: I always thought he was fucking gross, but his waddle is exactly why I was never scared of him. I really? was like, I could just fucking knock this bitch over and run.
3: You're like, I can take this guy? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, and there were times where, yeah, he's. There completely... were times where
1: I'd just be sitting at home in a corner scared that he'd waddle around.
2: <laughs> well, there's times where. At, I did perceive him as completely harmless, but I think it was kind of more the aspect of like, well, but he is an alien and they're going to come for him. That freaked me out. And like, I'm going to have to deal with those aliens, that kind of thing.
3: You're like, he's got, he's got family. I don't want to fuck with him.
2: Him. He's cool, but his backup, I don't know. His brother's (laughs) an
1: entire side business on earth of just being a drunk. Yeah. Like he could just have people pay him to get wasted all day and
3: mind meld so that they can pass breathalyzers See, I yeah i got scared at the end of that movie when he was being taken by the fbi and stuff that's what scared me oh yeah that part's scary that too. part
1: was like the logical conclusion i don't know what was wrong with me as a kid but i was like yes this <laughs> yeah is, get that fbi <laughs> <out of laughs> well i wasn't like happy about it but i was like yes this is exactly what happens when the government finds
3: out about an alien yeah i liked macamie's version better you know because mac and me is a ripoff of et <laughs> right. where, where they all go to a mcdonald's and have a dance like dude i haven't seen mac and me but
1: i have now listened to four podcasts that like talk exclusively about the tragedy that mac and me is to the point where mcdonald's separated itself from that
2: movie well didn't they kind of always
1: like well, they, they, no, they can they, try but they, there's a
3: 30 minute scene where yeah. they're in a mcdonald's <laughs> right. so when they
1: when they the movie was funded by them Yeah, I know that. Entirely. So when they first did it, they were like, yeah, let's make it. And then like the first time they put it in front of a fucking studio audience. That's they what were like, just we like, it. <laughs> no, this is terrifying, and it like made kids scared and cry and shit. And they were like, I guess we're just gonna continue. Like they cut the word McDonald's out of all the commercials, even yeah. though it's clearly a McDonald's commercial. Like they're eating McDonald's food in a McDonald's, right? And well, they're like, this Mac and Me movie has nothing
3: to do with McDonald's. They, they also <laughs> like ripped off ET, where like you know ET needed Skittles or whatever to like, or oh yeah yeah whatever. Reese's Pieces, yeah yeah Reese's Pieces. Well, Mac and mean, he needs, their whole family needs Coke to survive. They need to drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> I
1: mean, I can see why they would need that. It's hard being a parent. You need something to keep you up.
3: Yeah. I'm just surprised they weren't like, and the Big Mac is what they. Eat. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Or fuel Yeah, for their, I bet you there's a high enough fat content in McDonald's food that you could get like. A flammable liquid off of it.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. Just throw some quarter pounders straight into your engine. Well, the garbalizer <laughs>
1: thing that's in uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. That thing runs on banana peels and shit.
3: Yeah. Mr. Fusion?
1: Is that... What, or is that a... Because was a ripoff off? of
3: Mr. Coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, not a ripoff, but a play on Mr. Coffee.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it wouldn't be a ripoff unless they made them. And I'm okay with you making the assertion that the hover time machine is real (laughs) there's certain things i'm willing to accept yeah dude and that's one thing that i kind of have no choice but to accept because it can erase all of its own evidence that it exists so to think it didn't exist would be folly
3: so you said the other one was your imagination
2: yeah well no so et is my imagination you know horror brain psychological Mm -hmm. scare but my um my sec- the second part of my answer is a real world application of fear, meaning when I actually did something that scared me. And that happened in a pet store with my grandfather. Uh, <laughs> did you uh, touch a parrot? Um, yes.
0: Ah, <laughs> parrots are fucking <laughs>
1: scary, man.
2: So as a kid, I mean, I loved animals in general, but I was fascinated with birds. The reason was because I was terrified of them, but my family thought that I just really liked birds.
1: (laughs) Isn't it it funny when your family has no idea why you're paying attention to shit? Yeah. He must really like holes in the ground because he always walks around and makes sure he's looking at them.
2: Yeah, so I went to a PetSmart with my grandfather and someone that was in the store, I don't know exactly what it was, like if they... Just had their bird on their shoulder. Maybe they were seeing like a vet service or something there. I know they do like grooming and stuff. So this guy had a parrot. You know, my grandpa sees him and he's like, oh, cool. Starts talking about the bird. And he's like, my grandson loves birds. Can I put it on his shoulder? And I was also a very shy and quiet kid. So I was just like, Ooh. Like standing there frozen, and like in my head, just like, please don't do it, please don't do it, please don't do it.
1: Other people putting animals on me. I still have like, if somebody just walks up and they're like, I have a chinchilla here, like, (laughs) the fuck, I don't want to take control of this thing and make sure it doesn't die for any amount of time.
2: Yeah. Let's say they put that parrot on my shoulder, and I was just like so petrified, just like standing there. Seemed like an eternity. It was probably like 10 seconds. Uh, and then they were all like man he really loved that and i was like pissing my pants Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's the first time i got like real close to a parrot it ate my uncle's button off of his shirt (laughs) and uh, like ever since then i've been like cool i don't need to touch a parrot it just bites plastic in half my finger doesn't need to do that and this parrot wasn't even mad at my uncle it just did that casually every time i'm like yeah that could be your pinky it's just like and blood everywhere
2: yeah so unfortunately that fear extended into handling animals and john oh yeah you right. had a bearded dragon Yeah, nova who was the sweetest bearded dragon ever i love nova he was a very smart bearded dragon too um, but we would just let him loose in the backyard we used to live together and he would you know just wander around the backyard and i loved the little guy i'd get up close to him and stuff but I could never handle him. It was always tough. I I did pet him a bunch of times. Well, what's
3: really funny is I remember the first time I noticed that you didn't like, because I put him out in the, you know, because he, he, he keeps his mouth quiet. He doesn't say anything. You know, he's just always smiling, <laughs> yeah. having a good time. And Nova's trotting around the backyard and Nova starts coming up to us because he wants me to pick him up or whatever. And. And all of a sudden, Adam starts pulling his feet back. And he starts like getting up on his chair, and I'm like, "Oh, are you afraid?" He goes, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, no. I don't. I don't want to touch." him. And you. I was like, "Well, now it's time to break the fear." And so I would like just hold him, just hold him. He's like, "All right, but I'm not, not for long." And I was like, "All <laughs> yeah. right, we took but, baby steps." But by the end of it, you were taking care of him, and like, yeah, yeah. and I remember there's a couple times when I, I forgot about him in the backyard, and you're like, "Hey, man, your lizards out here!" Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the little guy. It's
2: like I have a weird uh fear of handling animals now and i don't i'm not exactly sure what it is i think for me it's like i think they're gonna freak out and then i'm gonna like crush them or they're gonna like i feel like that way about babies (laughs) i have
1: the opposite that i think i'm just gonna accidentally smash the thing Because I've done that, like, to three things before. Okay, that's dark. Well, (laughs) because when I was little, I (laughs) used to catch lizards, and sometimes there's tiny lizards, and you grab them by the tail, and you just end up, like, Mm -hmm. smashing the shit out of them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't catch
3: lizards anymore. Dude, one, one of the <laughs> hardest moments in my life when I was a little kid, I remember there's a little teeny tiny lizard, you know, because in Arizona, you see him everywhere. Yeah. And I reached down to touch him with my finger and he split in half. And I was like, <gasps> Dude. like, like, I bustle, like <laughs> oh, I have like, I don't Jesus. know what happened. My he split dad,
1: there was like a lizard that was just on a window once when we were a little kid. And he like went to go poke it because it wasn't running. And it just turned around and licked his tongue and died. <laughs> like, oh, in man. the position of its head turned with its mouth open, it just, like, fell off the window and was dead. And we were like, okay. Yeah. That was that was one that my dad was like, I think it's still alive, and, like, put it in a jar. <laughs> and, like, it just, it didn't come back to life. That was not a Jesus lizard. It Damn. just stayed dead.
2: A Nightmare Reduction Kit. There are two things you need to do right now. (laughs) Number one. Stop using it. Unicorp is harvesting your data and using a 3D printer to make your nightmares come to life. We're keeping them back the best we can, but we can't take any more nightmares. Remember, you have to be alive for your precious power to count in the algorithm. Number 2. Buy the Bob Ross SkyNet, We're not sure if the legends of the man are real, but what we do know is that the ancient knowledge is working. The only way we can push these guys back for good is with happy little conversations. Don't wait any longer. Get the Bob Ross SkyNet. Turn your nightmare reduction kit off. This message
1: is brought to you by the Revolution LLC.
2: What were you guys' first real life experiences with fear? Do you so, know?
3: so mine. So, if you want to know what scared me as a kid, it's really kind of weird because, um, so I loved watching TV. You know, I was a kid growing up with the TV, yep. and my parents would sit me in front of it and everything, but my mom would never let me watch anything scary. I wasn't even allowed to watch The Simpsons. Same. So, I, I have a friend named was a Mormon and but what his dad did is he would he loved movies so what he would do is record all the movies on TV because it was edited And so when I went to his house he just had this video cassette like like closet and he'd be like hey you want to watch RoboCop and I'm like yeah sure let's watch RoboCop and like it was the edited version of RoboCop where like in one of the scenes I always remember where in the movie, he goes, how about you shove it up your ass? And then the thing goes, shove it up your nose. And so, like, just fun edits like <laughs> that. That has, like,
1: some of the worst editing of any of the movies ever.
3: Well, yeah, because it was the first movie rated X. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for violence. And so, anyways, I so I came over to his house. And one day, he's like, you want to watch Terminator 2? I'm like, sure. So, we're watching Terminator 2. And, you know, we're always playing with toys in the background because we're, like, 10, 11 years old. Yeah, sure. And 10 so or 11 is it, why you do that. You know. <laughs> whatever so <laughs> I, <laughs> look, at least i wasn't running from the quake Road guy so, <laughs> so, so, so anyway i was just saying
2: i play with clay while i'm doing everything i'm always playing with oh, some yeah. form of toy i got a room full of toys
0: so. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i've been i think i've been pleasant coming. i thought you were hitting on me for the <laughs> <laughs>
3: no uh so anyways we're watching it and there's that scene where like sarah connor's having the dream and she sees herself playing in the park, and oh, the nuclear yeah, bomb yeah. goes off, yeah. and it obliterates everything. And I remember watching that scene, and being like, "That'd be crazy if that really existed." And he turned to me, and goes, "That does exist." I go, that? I go, what are you talking about?" That's just, and he goes, bomb? "That's a nuclear bomb." And I go, "Yeah, but those don't exist." That's just a movie. And he goes, "No, no, those really exist, dude." That fucked me up for five years because I lived in Yuma, which was a Marine base. Yeah, and so um, so it's a target. Like planes coming over constantly. I was like, "This is it. This is when the bombs going <laughs> off." So for like, we're gonna it, die. And to this day, I'm still fucked up by that. Like. When I see that scene, I still get scared.
1: I feel really, really, really blessed to have had a school that was over it. Because we were just told if there's a nuclear like bomb that yes, that's a thing that can happen. And no, there's nothing you can do about it. There was just like, it was just matter of fact, like, yeah, all that shit that they used to make your parent, that's all just bullshit. Well, see, that's we're, what you. We're not even going to do that.
3: Well, that's what you learn as you get older because there's nothing you can do about but it. But when I was a kid, they... I was like, I got to run. I got to build a fort. No, but that's something. just
1: what they told us in school. That was part of our like fucking. Oh, you didn't have duck and coverage? Cover, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no, we just had like our teachers were like, yes, all of that was garbage. And I'm like, okay, what do you do? And they're like, you hope that the bomb doesn't hit anywhere near us. Like, what are you talking about?
2: Dude, my dad was so funny. He's like, if they drop the bomb, what you do is you you put your head under the desk between your legs and you kiss your ass goodbye. goodbye. Right.
3: <laughs> well, you know why they taught that, right? Because that when they dropped the bomb in Hiroshima, there was kids that survived the blast in a school because they ducked down. So they're like, well, it yeah. must
1: work. In some schools, Scott, there was... Yeah, so they much. didn't
2: mention that their desks were all made of lead.
1: Yeah, or that they I'm died seven years later well, from cancer. My favorite one's the guy who survived both of them. Like, no, he that's survived what the first one. he goes the other way, yeah. and They blow up again.
3: Yeah, the train guy. So, I mean, the real Terminator. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: I mean, Skynet could could happen and just not care. You
3: mean ChatGP? I wish. <laughs> chat. That would
1: be cool. I've been, I haven't even gone and fucked with ChatGPT or whatever
3: it is. Yeah, I'm all cool with AI until it becomes Skynet. Then I'm not happy. I'm with
1: fine me. with that too. So I, we just <laughs> need to fucking make an AI that like has Mister Rogers' personality. Like we just make it watch Mister Rogers and fucking what's the painter guy and like Bob just, Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. <laughs> we feed it a
2: steady diet of PBS.
1: Yeah, and like fucking <laughs> actual facts, and then we get like Bob Ross superpower AI as Skynet. That's just kind of like, well, I think we should all get along. I mean, we can make a pretty little conversation right here.
3: (laughs) So I also have a... I I used to think I had a curse with Terminator 2. And I'm going to tell you this because I don't think I've ever told anybody this. Oh, And you know me, we always have deep conversations, especially when we're smoking and hanging out. Yeah. But this I don't think I've ever told anyone this because I think it's just so weird. But okay, the first time I watched Terminator 2, I learned about the nuclear bomb, right? So I didn't watch it for a long time because it fucked with me. And then I was my friend... I went down to his house and we spent the night. And Terminator Two was on TV, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this because I was like 15 at the time, or no, I was probably 13, 14, somewhere in that area.
2: So you're like, I'm ready now. No, yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. I you can know. face this fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And I watch it, and I come home, and my parents are getting divorced. My dad is throwing his shit into his truck, and they're getting divorced, which is like one of my worst fears as a kid. And they're getting divorced, and he's leaving. And they're like yelling at each other, and this is me walking home. I see his truck in the driveway. I'm like, why is my dad backed up in the truck? He's loading all this shit, and I'm like, fuck. So anyways, that happens. Then it's not till college I watch it again. And I'm in the dorms <laughs> and they have it on TV. And I'm like, you know what? This Terminator 2, it's not going to fuck with me. I'm going to watch it again. I watch it. As soon as it ends, I get a call from my dad. He's like, hey, i just look at the newspaper. It looks like your ex-girlfriend just got married. I'm like, what? And I was still, like, still kind of dating her from high school. Oh, and dang. I was like, wait, I'm still dating this girl. And I call her up and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? She's like. So yeah look you left I need to get money and he's a marine and I can get money and we're going to get married and I'm like dang damn so like I didn't watch it again for years and it wasn't until probably like a couple of years ago, I watched it again, and nothing happened. I'm like, the curse is lifted. <laughs> like, like I didn't do anything. I didn't
1: mean to, but the curse is lifted. You think nothing happens, but you're gonna read a newspaper one day that's like an old excerpt from like Syria, where an entire like <laughs> fucking People slave labor People... camp was eradicated by some fucking drone that was only sent out because the movie that you watched had like the secret code in it. Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it happen without it. That happened to me with me saying it's going to be a good day. And I still don't say it's going to be a good day. About <laughs> I
3: feel like setting yourself up for failure. Well,
1: I have ended up in police custody in one way or another, like every time I've said it. So I don't. And one of them was at school. So, oh, really? Yeah. I got, that's when I got caught smoking cigarettes because of my snow boots.
3: Clearly, arrestable defense. Uh,
1: well, I was 15? And on school property, so they're both arrested, yeah, I guess that's and true, yeah. because I was on school property, I had a roller, and that is considered paraphernalia that's for true. drugs, no matter what. and I had papers, which was also considered paraphernalia, but because i was chivalrous when i got busted and it was like <laughs> none of the girls that were with me were smoking i was the only one when very obviously we were all smoking they were like we're gonna throw these away and make it so that you don't get paraphernalia charges and because you're so polite we're only gonna suspend you for one day and i was like remind me next time to just fucking be a dick because I don't want to like get an extra day taken off of my days off of school for this.
2: I just imagine you getting busted and you look over and you're like, is that dude watching Terminator 2? <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Are there not T-1000 on TV right now? Every time. See, that was the time that Kira tried to stop me from getting in trouble at home by stopping school from calling. So she just kept deleting the messages because she was at home. So I had to hang out at school until five o'clock at night when they all left. Because they <laughs> couldn't get a hold of my mom because Kira was covering for me. And I got home. She's like, all right. I figured you're not in trouble. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, they're still going to talk to mom about me smoking. Like, I have to talk to police. What are you? This is a legal <laughs> thing. All you did was make me hang out at school for like five extra hours.
0: Process is Reestablishing fee.
2: Well, thanks for coming by, John. Is there any uh, any wisdom you'd like to impart on our viewers before you go? Shit! Wait, not viewers, listeners. <laughs> They're
1: looking at the fucking
3: computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man! I'm just—it was enjoyed having the conversation. I love talking about crazy, weird shit, and I'm always down to tell you about my weird fucking internal struggles with Terminator Two. It's oh, an yeah.
1: important thing to know. Like, I can just completely sabotage your life.
3: I can be like, hey, <laughs> it let's... doesn't work anymore. I, I I loved, by the way, I love Terminator Two. It's one of my favorite movies because I was really into robots as a kid, and I was like, this is the coolest movie ever. It is good. It's one of the rare
1: sequels that you're like, this is could just have come out completely by itself. There's another.
3: Yeah. Se- I think the only better, better sequel than that is either is Young Guns Two that outdoes the original. Like Young Guns Two outdoes Young Guns. Back to the Future. Back to the Future Two. I think you'd have a hard argument that it's better than Back to the Future.
1: Back to the Future okay. Two. I know so many people that
3: hate i hate back to the future 3 well but i have learned i've actually changed my stance on every as i've gotten older like i like back to the future 3 now but i saw it in theaters when it came out and me and my dad were both very confused (laughs) i remember leaving the theater my dad was like i don't what why was that a third
1: one (laughs) i I don't like the wild west like because they go through the fucking he's in here and now he's in france or whatever like all of the tropes that they go through wild west is like not. it's like fucking snow levels Like, I I don't like it.
3: Well, I like, uh, so I watch a show, Zach and Miko Spook Show, you know? And uh, one thing he brought up that I thought was really interesting was he goes, anytime a movie's failing, you'll see three things happen. They'll either go to the hood, to space, or um, back in time. See, I always always think that that's when
1: they start selling it to film students. Like, I think that's what's happening with those properties. Is there, like, because that's what happens with leprechauns, and all of those were wildly successful for, like, leprechauns in the hood.
3: Well, Jason went to space, leprechaun went to space. Yeah.
1: Everyone went to space in their own time. Jason
3: went to the... Did Jason go... No, he went to New York, but not the hood. I
1: don't know. <laughs> he sort of went to the Jason hood. Jason on Broadway. <laughs> Jason on ice. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is Jason on Broadway. Nice. Like, it's just a him walking by Broadway but joke. I would but. say the
3: next best sequel if you want to talk about trilogy or more is death wish three is the best out of all death wishes because it's just so silly. Like he goes to a city and just fights a gang. And the very end of the movie, he just leaves with killing all the gang members. And it's like, not just a, not just a normal gang. It's like a Hollywood gang where everyone's wearing something different. And like, honestly, you should, if you want a fun movie, death wish three is a great movie. gotta check that out. All right. Well,
2: I know you need to hack the planet, John, so (laughs) we'll let you go. Adios.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you might want to take his name out. Oh, yeah. no, that whole yeah, section's yeah. going not to be Nancy. nothing, but... <laughs> 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 Basically, if we don't get permission from the person, we Well, I'm not going to be able to find Jesus. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not going to look for it, but I don't want to find him. Yeah, the people that yeah. I know I can get a hold of, I don't. I'm just going to buzz. So, but anyway, that's uh, one of my bigger fears. Is Ripped in your nuts More, cycles. more nuts damage. Yeah,
1: now that I'm older.